Spanish, English girl named Fiona African girl, Adiola Body only shape like polar Back up, back up, they come closer Vida loca High as a kite, never sober Shit back from here with a cobra Free up my bro Hello everyone and welcome to Onside, the football podcast. I'm your host, Shore, and I'm joined by Lorik. And today we're going to be reviewing the first match day of year 2020. So let's begin. The first match being Italy versus Turkey was the opener. Uh, Lorik, what are your thoughts on this match? Yeah, this match was actually a very entertaining match. In the first half, Turkey like defended pretty well. Uh, they were compact defensively. They were kind of making a, uh, two or three chances here and there. But uh, in the second half, like Italy totally outclassed them in every way possible. Uh, uh, their own goal was forced upon Demiral. Then uh, Immobile scored another. Then Insigne scored a beautiful goal. And uh, I think the key uh, things that we need to take away from this match is that Italy are a very well-balanced side. Like, they have brilliant young players such as uh, Chiesa and uh, Donnarumma, but they also have experienced uh, players such as Kilini, Bonucci, uh, Insignia, etc., who are very, you know, they use this superiority to cool down the situations and kind of you know, release the young players or release the entire team and the entire nation of stress. And uh, a great m- manager is also appointed by Italy. The Manchi under Mancini, Italy have been arguably the second best side uh, in terms of national team. And we all like most of the people. I don't know. I don't know exactly the reason why. Like. They were saying that Turkey are the real dark horses, but I never thought of them as the dark horses of this tournament. But I mean, uh, if they played like the way they did in the second half, I I think they'll go home empty-handed. What about you? Uh, I think that Italy are one of the favorites to win this tournament. They have been really good, and I think they have been on a winning streak also. Uh, they are really, as you said, they're a very well-balanced side with the right amount of experience and the right amount of youth. So, yeah, they can work well with Sanserbove if they uh, play properly. As for Turkey, um, uh, the next match is up against Wales and it will be an easy win for Turkey, I think so. So, yeah, um, in my opinion, Turkey can make it to the round of 16 at max. Yeah. Unless they change their uh, game uh, play style. Next up, uh, we have got Wales versus Switzerland. I'm not being It was a pretty um, even match. Um, you know, uh, it was a one-one draw between Switzerland and Wales. Um, there was a goal scored by Switzerland, but uh, by uh, Gaganovic. However, it was disallowed due to the AR. But in our opinion, Switzerland were a bit better than uh, Wales. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland were obviously like better because they had more of the position possession, and uh, they were very very unlucky while conceding the uh, equalizing goal by uh, Kaifer Moore. 
because he just kind of uh, benefited from the set piece and he really didn't uh, deserve this to win this uh, uh, to 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 draw this switzerland deserved draw the win yeah, yeah yeah and uh, a goal was also a, a very very late uh, goal was disallowed which was scored by the sweet Swiss uh, player named Mario uh, Gavanarovic, and that that was rightly disallowed. But then again, uh, in my opinion, Switzerland were the better side. But yeah. you, anything can happen in a tournament like this. And but as I see it, Wales were outclassed, and if Switzerland, you know, uh, continue the. Play the way they do. They have a very fair chance of qualifying from this group. And yeah. in terms of like Wales, Wales were like they were just average. They they didn't have many positives to look forward to, nor very neg- negatives to improve. They just have to, you know, be uh, confident and just be there, like just to hang in there. And I think if they get lucky, they will qualify till quarterfinal. That's it. Like both these two teams are just kind of hanging in there. But yeah, Switzerland yeah. Uh, were the better side. So let's uh, now talk about a very harsh game: Denmark versus Finland. Yes, we saw uh, like one of the uh, best playmakers uh, of the last decade uh, experience a cardiac arrest, which was very, very haunting to the entire world. And uh, uh, like respect goes out to the Denmark Dan- Danish captain Kajar. I I actually don't Simon know how Kajar, it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, he performed a CPR on the spot and also made sure that Eriksson did not swallow his tongue. And mm-hmm. later on, him and Casper Schmeichel um, consoled uh, Christian Eriksson's wife. Yeah, uh, and like uh, it very unexpected. Yeah, very very unexpected. Yeah. And the the scenes were so happy, like the 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 crowd, the everyone was enjoying themselves during that match. Both these two teams are. Uh, relatively uh, unsuccessful in Small. international tournaments, yeah. and both both the teams were enjoying themselves, and it was all happy scenes. And this happened, and I just want to like state that uh, big credit goes to Anthony Hopkins. Like he might be shitty in the prem sometimes, but was absolutely hundred percent competent. As soon as he you know saw uh, then uh, like uh, uh, Christian Eriksen go, go down, yeah. He processed the he situation very well, yeah, 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 and in like two seconds or something, he called the medical staff. And uh, but but the worst thing about this game was not the Danish side nor the game. But I do not want to talk about like to be frank, this game was very very boring. Like I watched this live, and uh, we'll talk about the game in a bit. I just want to talk about uh, Shara. I believe we should talk about the coverage of this match because it was shameful from yes. uh, the. Aside uh, from like BBC and yeah, the broadcast companies, yeah, they were zooming in on Ericsson uh, when he fell down. Uh, but thankfully, the players formed a wall around him, and the Finnish uh, fans threw in a flag so that uh, you know they could cover his body. So yeah, everything yeah. like they tried their level best to conceal from the uh, broadcast companies. And but by the same flag, they should have uh, stopped zooming in just. You know, showed it as far as it, away as they could have, or just not showing it at all. I think so, but yeah. 
in my opinion as soon as the medics came in and like it it was pretty obvious that something very serious is going on they should have just cut back to the studio but they didn't and like after the wall was from the human wall the the the, the shame is just multiplied in my opinion then they couldn't broadcast erickson so after a few minutes they broadcast his wife literally sobbing and when while she was on the pitch which was utterly shameful they did it for like 2 or 3 seconds but still like they had this in mind to make money of someone's sorrow like which really really pissed me off but there is also a positive side to this we saw like the spirit of football the danish fans and the french yes. fans both were chanting uh, christian eriksen's name everyone in the footballing world was praying for him this just shows the unity of the footballing world but like coming back to the uh, football side of the game uh, we saw hoiberg missed missing a penalty a penalty yeah 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 and but it was the... a dominant performance by denmark however finland managed to score a goal yeah. finland managed to score a goal and like it was actually a deserve go- deserving goal like for the 5 6 minutes they were creating a lot of chances and they just got lucky but the yeah. worst thing about this was uh uefa like they, nothing is confirmed yeah. but yeah go on go on yeah uh, um like as you said about some of the uefa themselves they should have just postponed it to a later date uh, rather than you know saying ki play the match on the same day or the next day on 12:30 you know they were just caring about their money the broadcast money yeah. and all that shit yeah, exactly. they should have just exactly. either postponed the game or giving yeah. it a cancelled 1-1 draw right 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 like either ways uh, it affected the danish players and like it was pretty obvious like the game they played pre cardiac uh, arrest and then post cardiac arrest was very obvious that they are are paying a heavy toll yeah every so they had a heavy toll they should not have played but um, like, like yeah. since said to put them to play so they you know went ahead with the decision played yeah. the game uh, but right, right. yeah on a happy note like erickson's fine there are a few negative speculations that he may not play again but nothing is confirmed yes. from what seems that he will play again because he uh, he himself said that uh, he's actually okay and he's just kind of in a recovery mode and if like the best scenario is that he will come back to this danish side after the euros like just after the euros Uh, it is highly unlikely that he will play another group stage match mm. but let's see so uh, then we i think in my opinion this started the title charge we all have like uh, yeah. these favorites like then we saw belgium totally bad russia, russia yeah, yeah what russia, do you want to say yeah. about this uh it was um, just a rondur kaku show he scored a you know a uh, brace and scored his goals to Erik uh, his teammate in Inter Milan but basically he was the man of the show you know he played great in the game and was absolutely great uh I've scored a goal and uh, even um, Neuer who also scored one goal you know just a very dominant performance by uh in Belgium Belgium yeah yeah and like and for Russia um, they were just okay not that good No, nah, Russia wasn't like it was the same case with Wales and Switzerland. They were just hanging in there, like, and there is a uh, yeah, and there is a high chance that Russia will qualify because of the third 
place uh, thing too like yeah, euro rules yeah so russia can still qualify but i don't think they will go uh, like uh, that far they will excel i don't think they will excel um, after the exchange stage yeah point. yeah yeah and uh, belgium side was very very good like but what scares me is that de bruyne was not present has hazard was in present like hazard isn't very well but still his link up with the, uh, de bruyne is deadly and like if de bruyne as to this side then belgium might as well win the euros it will be yeah, very hard to beat them defense. Yeah, they yeah. have a good defense and like they have a complete like their defense is not really like they can defend yeah yeah but i would say their attack is the main thing you know eden hazard and yeah, yeah. uh Tomo Lukaku and Mertens, Griezmann, yeah, yeah, all yeah. these people are very, very, they're very confident and very, you know, good and clinical strikers and attackers. And if all of these, you know, play, then they can actually, yeah, exactly. you know, have a shot at winning those. Yeah. Then we saw a very like uh, unexpectedly entertaining game. It was Austria versus North Macedonia, uh, which Austria won. Like they were the favorites. But uh, let's just glance over this match. I'll just talk about this. We'll not talk about it much because like no one cares. <laughs> like yeah, I don't but... think like either of them will like North Macedonia will definitely not qualify for the. No, but uh, we stages. must talk about the last goal. You know, by, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Arnautovic. You know, when he you know scored a goal and it was you know uh, he was I think he was uh, abusing the. Albanians have a present there. Yeah, like then that. Alaba, Alaba, yeah, yeah. David Alaba, who come in and shut him up, you know. Right, right. right. Uh, was, so yeah, that, yeah, like, that. <laughs> like kind of manhandle him to, like, yeah, 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 that was, him, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just uh, talk a few uh, statistics real quick. So like, Stefan Lina scored the first goal for Austria. Then yeah. Goran Pandev equalized. Then uh, Michael. Uh, Greg Nordstich scored the second, then Marco Nordstich we discussed scored. Yeah. Uh, next up, yeah, next up we're going to the next match is England versus Croatia. Um, in my opinion, this was kind of a boring match. Both the teams not doing anything, you know, to entertain. But uh, but it was a dominant game by uh, Croatia. However, England managed to win by a goal scored by Raheem Sterling. Uh, what do you think about this? Since it was, you know, since you support England in Euros. Yeah, I think like uh, this uh, match primarily highlighted the capability of the English side. Like, if they want, they can win. But it's against Southgate, fam. I do not know what the fuck is he up to. He plays Chipier at left back, which is like highly, highly Just, unexpected. I don't know. <laughs> and then, and then, like, uh, I mean, right, the guy right, has like. Right, yeah, the guy has like the... 100 billion uh, right backs on him. He just doesn't know how to utilize him. So he's just yeah, doing a yeah, full yeah. body wall and making a triple left back. Right. So I think the two negatives from the English side only were the confusing selections as well as uh, Declan Rice. Declan Rice was particularly uh, very, very average. Like, there is being bad, like, a few players had bad days. Obviously, one of them was Kyle Walker. But I think it was forced due to the presence of Trippier and Calvin Phillips as well. He was forced into very, very awkward situations in which he couldn't do much. Like, he didn't do particularly anything very shitty. But he just didn't, you know, add to that game at all. 
and yeah. uh, Phil Foden was just okay, like he missed a very very close chance. But Declan Rice was uh, amongst uh, like Declan Rice and Harry Kane. They didn't do anything through the entirety of the match, like literally anything. If they would have gotten a red card, England would have still won one nil. And uh, I think as soon as Bellingham came in, the game. Uh, uh, momentum really changed. The tempo changed, but I do not think yeah. like they scored a goal. Uh, post uh, his substitution, I'm not sure though. Let me just confirm. Raheem Sterling scored in the 57 minute. Yeah. 57. So yeah, the best player of this match was Calvin Phillips, like by far. The yeah. What do we call Yo- it? The, P- the, the, the Yorkshire. Uh, yeah, the Yorkshire. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, uh, he, this side was good, but like this side has the capability to win the Euros, but still, it yeah. just depends on uh, how they play. Uh, South, how South, 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 yeah. But Let's South talk about, uh, is yeah, unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. We led them to a semi final in the World Cup, but no one knows how they can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, time. this was uh, like more than the three points, this was a very, very big. Uh, confident booster for the English side and particularly for Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling was like frankly very average uh, in the 2021 season. Like he, he scored a few goals but like he had a very average season. Like at a, from a uh, player of his stature, he had a particularly well, average yeah. season. Average yeah. season. But, yeah. but like he after the energy like he burst with confidence and energy as soon as he scored the goal and then the English fans as well, like all of them cheered. And like a win against Croatia, a side who knocked them out of the semi-final is a very big confidence boost. Yeah, let's talk about yeah, yeah. I think we should the talk about match? the Croatian side as well. No, no, let's talk about the Croatian yeah. side as well. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, go on, go on. Uh, for me, Croatia were good, but they were not as good as they were in the 2018 World Cup. They have a good amount of attackers. Um, you know, they can, on their day, they can play very good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they can just play very good. Um, oh, wait, what uh, has uh, Rakitic been selected for this year's Euros or not? Uh, I, I, I think can't see him. He's, I, no, no, no. He's not no, being no, called no, up. And like, what is The presence of the the absence of Manzukic was felt as well. The only yeah, player, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, only player who was, was trying to the only player who was trying to uh, play and try to win was Modric. If it was just a Modric versus ten woods game in my opinion. Yeah, go on. Lee was saying something about Manzukic. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Manzukic is very instrumental in the attack also because as you can see like um, in the 2018 World Cup too he scored a lot lots of goals for Croatia also um, but uh, you know, I don't you know fair play to Croatia also because you know Manzukic has been without a club since he left I think some club in Qatar he has been without a club now he joined AC Milan where he was just uh, was just symbolic where he just didn't play any matches and he is again a free agent after just six months in uh, AC Milan, so yeah. Well, let's see what happened. But I think after no, this yeah. game was the most entertaining game of the week, arguably, obviously. It was Netherlands versus Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine let's yeah. yeah, let's hear your views first on this match. Um, see, in my opinion, it was just uh, you know Netherlands dominating. 
um, you know, three goals, um, a goal by Gene Van Aldum, a goal by Foot Weghorst. Weghorst, who was um, on fire in the Bundesliga, is on fire on the international too. And uh, Dumfries scored in the fifth minute as for, you know, Ukraine. They scored two goals. But uh, Ukraine went right back. They also showed lots of promise. And, you know, the next match, I, I, as against, I think, Austria is something. Uh, uh, right. No, they uh, are playing North Macedonia, so they're gonna win. Yeah, yeah. I, I predict them to win. Mm, right. So, uh, Netherlands particularly dominated this game. Uh, like, Netherlands is also good. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Uh, Netherlands dominated this game, and as you said, they were good. Yeah. And I think they will top this group. Group, easy, easy. And top this group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only mistakes that I would highlight by, from the Dutch side was that, like, they, uh, at times they lacked motivation like they were very class in the first uh, half and but they just couldn't score a goal and uh, sorry and ukraine was just surviving but uh, yeah. in the second half they scored two quick goals and like the motivation just bursted onto the players and like the fans also you know added to the fire and then again the motivation like kind of went away in the later stages of the game and like the this motivation you will see that Eastern European side and especially Ukraine motivation never goes away in Eastern European side, especially in Ukraine. Like each and every Ukrainian player was so passionate. Like each and every single one of them was animated and trying their level best to just come up True. and yeah. yeah, yeah. And like you uh, can have some, a lot of passion in them, so yeah, yeah they yeah. can actually, you know. Um, so, go through uh, Yamalenko yeah. and Yare Machuk scored two like beautiful, beautiful goals in quick succession, and the game was turned on its head. But uh, due to the substitution of Nathan Ake and a brilliant ball provided by him to the uh, inform like the fiery Denzel Dumfries sealed the game for Netherlands, and I think it was a deserved yeah. win. But Ukraine yeah. didn't like play shitty. Too. Like they, they were very yeah, good. Like yeah. yeah, but I think so, so that uh, if Netherlands okay. still had you know, um, uh, uh, you know, Virgil van Dyke and Klissen, uh, they would have like been absolute favorites yeah, to win because yeah. you know, if van Dyke was there firing yeah. you know, and delayed the too, delayed too, yeah, yeah matches delayed also, yeah. then this would have been like a real, real, real yeah, yeah. Uh, strong side then because you know. Then you know their defense is solid. They have a really solid attack with you know one item, Wilkos, Depay, all of these, you know. So yeah, the midfield is also good. Just the defense, I think. Right. Evra is also very good. Let's not take that away from you. let's move on to the next match. It's Scotland versus uh, Czech Republic. So um, I'm gonna go. So this here we saw a uh, Patrick Schick masterclass, two goals. My him, his second goal was, you know, just <laughs> amazing. He just scored from halfway the line, you know, got the keeper off guard. I think that goal will win the Puskas Award and the Board of a Tournament Award, in my opinion. And, you know, Czech Republic were not the dominant side. However, it was Scotland. But Scotland, you know, the finishing was not that good. Uh, what do you think? Like, uh, in my opinion, like, as you said, Scotland were dominating, but they just couldn't, you know, they weren't fluid very, like, they they lacked the, they, they lacked creativity in the final third, and uh, this was, you know, 
not uh, at all true for uh, Czech Republic as they were very very kind of feisty in this you game. Know, like they yeah. tried very they hard to promise. score more goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the six strike like, obviously was a work yeah, of beauty. Like six strike was just work of beauty. Or to be honest, like nobody. Uh, uh, like nobody knows anyone in the uh, uh, Czech, uh, yeah, yeah, Czech yeah. team except Patrick Schick because you know Patrick is a big player. He played for uh, Leipzig and for Bayer Leverkusen. Right. So I, uh, so I think yeah, Patrick Schick is the only one who anyone knows. But these bunch are showing some promise. So let's right, see. Right. Let's see. Strong. Like there are a, a few few good good players in this team too. Like Suchek, like he was class in the. Premier League the, uh, last season and Kofal like uh, Kofal is okay both of these uh, player played in the West Ham uh, record breaking side and uh, to like record breaking is that they qualified for Europa League obviously and yeah. that yeah so like I think Czech Republic in my opinion along with Ukraine are the underdogs of this tournament so uh, yeah that was yeah, this game okay, that. Then let's Next, talk about Poland versus Slovakia. Slovakia. Uh, I want to hear your views first. See, this game was uh, just um, Poland was just oh meh in the game, and you know Chesney obviously did a own goal, so yeah, and uh, a goal by Skriniar you know sealed the deal of Slovakia. Lenetti scored the only goal for Poland. You know the thing is that you know the, the team at best. Of Poland is average, you know. The I think right, the right. only good side, the only um, you know good players that they have is the goalkeepers and the striker is the only strong position in my opinion because Chesney, yeah. you know, it's a Even solid Chesney, obviously, yeah. Yeah, there's these two are the only solid uh, places, um, and I think Melik is not in the team or is. No, uh, I don't know. No, Milik, no, Milik, Milik is not. If yeah, if Milik he was, he would have started, right? He would have started. Uh, yeah, he's a good yeah, player. Yeah. He's playing very good for Hertha Berlin. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, he played good for Hertha Berlin. Um, and that's pretty much it. This uh, was Slovakia. Right, right. This was yeah, just a boring yeah. game, like just there. Boring game, the but Poland don't make like, possession. Right, right. Uh, Slovakia are currently surprisingly at the top of their group. Let's see what happens to them. And like uh, they are, you know, uh, led by the veteran uh, Hamsic, like who has been playing at the top of uh, the game. Like he has obviously dipped in the last two or three years because of his age, but he was a class midfielder all around for the previous decades and the late uh, uh, 2000s as well. Then there was like legit okay, but, huh? So let's now talk about legit <laughs> the most boring game of <laughs> this match week. It was yeah, Spain versus Spain Spain was, a goalless game. Uh, this game was pretty much just uh, you know boring as fuck. Uh, <laughs> the you know, I I expected Spain to do something because you know the Swedish it's a Swedish team where just uh, you only had Forsberg and Vintelov. All of these, you know, there was there was no Ibrahimovic in this side, so I thought that you know these the Spain team can easily win because Spain is just a star for the team. Also, uh, you know, I do not understand why Marco Llorente was played at right back. Like the only positive thing about Spain in this game, like we expected Sweden not to do much, 
but we expected Spain to win at least. And like the the yeah. only good thing that they did was to defend rightly. Like they started yeah, no, a random yeah. drive. Like they only the, the defense was first good. game also yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and like he was good. He was not bad at all. And uh, it just uh, didn't work out for Spain's attack. Like they lacked everything in their attack. They lacked fluidity. Like the only positive player in their attack, like who was doing some shit, was uh Almo and like uh a little bit from uh Torres. Most players dropped yeah. disaster classes like Morata. He missed just later. Morata Alba was yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's Lord Morata fam. <laughs> Let's see what he does. Then, yeah, he's a living, he's a living class. Yeah, yeah, he's he's goated, he's goated. Then, (laughs) right, uh, then you know, uh, Spain. I thought Spain would have been better if they started Thiago and started like De Gea and Moreno. I think they should have started. They should have started Moreno in the striker because Moreno has been on form. He scored thirty thirty-three goals, I guess. Uh, you know. He's been on form. I I personally yeah, yeah. think that Luis and yeah, Enrique should have started him right, over yeah. Morata because Morata has been symbolic for them. Yeah, uh, and Cesar and I don't get this, but Cesar Aspicata was on the bench and he was not even subbed. I mean, you have a world class right back, Cesar Aspicata, and but then for some they played Lorente, a midfielder. Yeah, who's a who's a central attacking midfielder? He's not even right. a midfielder. He's a central attacking midfielder. Well, he yeah, plays I mean, mostly as an attacking midfielder or as yeah, a yeah. winger for uh, Atletico Madrid. But he was playing yeah. as a right back for Spain. I did not yeah. get this. Why? What was the need? Yes. You know, exactly. instead they would have. Instead, it would have been better if they would have started in central midfield. You know, instead yeah. of Hernandez, you should just put Laurent yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, like shit, and, uh, shitty, shitty lineup. All over, like I think yeah. if Spain can, I obviously do wonders at this tournament. Like if they pick the right players and they do something, their defense was good alone, but they're they like the right uh, amount yeah, of players in the Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, I, play them well. Yeah, and I That's do not know the the selection. I, that doesn't make any sense. This is uh, this was arguably the toughest game of their group. Like the other teams are Slovakia and Poland. So I do not know why Enrique did not start the players he didn't. And but yeah, if if they're every good player and every one links up, I think Spain have a good shot at this and they will uh like at least go till quarter final and if they get lucky, like, they might as well shit house till final as well. Uh yeah. then uh we have the second last we, game, which was Hungary versus Portugal. Hungary versus Portugal. So uh, it was right, right. Go ahead. Just, I, 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 uh, yeah. dominant game. Yeah, yeah. It was a dominant game uh, by, by Portugal. No 70% position. It was, however, a late goal game. Uh, as the first goal of the game was scored in the 84th minute by Portugal. Uh, and Cristiano Ronaldo uh, scored a brace in... <laughs> he scored two goals in the space of um, five minutes. Uh, he scored a penalty at the 87th minute, which surprisingly, you know, I thought there was going to be a fight Fernandez who's going to get the penalty. <laughs> but uh, however, they scored the goal. He scored the goal and an open play, brilliant goal from Cristiano Ronaldo in the 92nd minute. Uh, Portugal uh, won 3 0, the Italian champions. They have a really solid team, in my opinion. Yeah, I you know, if they play their cards right, they can. Uh, like, in the title, 
Right. But let's go on. They have a plethora Absolutely. of attacking options. You know, right. Felix, uh, Andre Silva. Uh, and the defense Silva. is very well too. Uh, like, even though yeah. Cancelo is out, even though Cancelo is out, they have, the Semedo was surprisingly class yesterday. Class, yeah. And uh, the I want to talk about uh, Hungary. Hungary was were actually good. Like I think it was meant to be a draw because Hungary is uh, Hungary is the only country which uh is hosting which is co-hosting actually and like they their stadium capacity is hundred percent so the Postcus Arena was very much filled it was a full house and like they were actually the the the, 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 the this magic was working until the very end and then obviously you okay. um so let's move on to France versus Germany um. In my opinion, this was uh, just like, you know, like just leave the team already. Like, Chihuahua Miller, you can't do it. Just leave the team. I swear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was just, you know, I don't understand why Kai Havertz was started over Sani. Sani was, is a better player and had a better season than Kai Havertz, of course, you know. Kai, uh, Sane had like nine goals and ten assists, something like that. Uh, he's had a very good, he had a very average season at best, but still, Sane was really, really good. <clears throat> like uh, in all that matters, he is a good player, yeah, but he should have started over Kai Havertz, in my opinion. I don't know why he started him. Um, after that, Serge, I, I don't get it. Serge Gnabry is a right wing. But why does Love play him as a striker? They have a striker in Kevin Volland and Timo Werner. They can use him. They can use any one of them, but they, he chooses to use Gnabry as a striker for some reason. Uh, even though Gnabry's finishing has not been the greatest, you know. Uh, uh, and in my opinion, the Hummels' own goal was a, you know, an unlucky thing, but Hummels was solid defensively rather than that. And, you know, that's just it. France was just, France was just, just meh. They were just, ugh. Like, they, Germany dominated the game, absolutely. They were just good in uh, defending a bit, I would say, but still, uh, you know, if the attack was a bit better, if low pay, plays the cards right, they would have easily won this game. It would have been a better option, in my opinion, to start Poland uh, um, or Werner as a striker and Kanabri as a right winger. Uh, Thomas Muller also played, finally. You know, Muller was also class. Kurus and Gondogan was, of course, amazing. Gozins was uh, just uh, below average. Kimmich was just amazing, of course, all the time. But yeah. Quinta um, was also good. But pretty much, yeah, that was the game. And as a France, right, I think Germany I mean, at least deserved a draw. At least deserved a draw because draw. the goal was I, very, I, very I, unlucky. Germany should have drawn this. Right. Uh, the, but, you know, the shit happens. Got to move on. Yeah. 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 So, like, uh, I, I just want to talk about three players in particular for this game. Yeah. Uh, one is obviously Pogba. The other was Mbappe and then mm. Kante. The entire, I think, like, par. A few moments, the entire Germany side were doing what they were supposed to do, and it was a very good game. Like Germany, at least deserved a draw. The uh, the three players, are, uh, as I stated, see, Kante was just Kante was the best French player in my opinion. Like he literally did dictated everything, and the goal was possible due to his 
pressing and the his ball winnings and everything he defended pretty well too and he closed on attack then pogba i don't know what happens to him uh, when he plays for his nation he he just goes on like he he, he puts a master class every now and then when he plays for france uh, and he played uh, like we all got to admit that he played a brilliant brilliant pass to set up the second goal and pogba uh, was good yeah 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 like it, i don't know he just found a pocket space and then played the ball there like it was good and then mbappe like uh, mbappe troubled the german side a lot a lo- like his finishing was very bad but he troubled them like he you know the little he troubled them just troubled them not very it was malicious like and he he's, he's a menace to the german side just that that yeah i think more better if you know lost on with a five in the back wouldn't better if they had five in the back because they are like germany don't have that much you know right they have right, good right. talent but you know, germany they is just not as good as how it used to be in my opinion yeah, he right, should right, bring right. back what and, and royce because if these two are there the yeah, yeah, royce royce right amount of like, experience you know, right, right right and they want to young because royce is just you know he the guy is really really good and botang right. is also a, can be a really good rock in a different like he has he has point. experienced everything from the low yeah, yeah like the lowest of the lows and the highest of the highs yeah but to be really honest um uh, you know i can't wait for hans to take over germany because oh, and agus hans is like already has a really really good relationship with all of the bayern players of the jump of jump and since most of germany is just bayern I believe that it could, they, you know, they would sit really well with him, and the rest of the players, you know, also have uh, some of the elder players also have a good relationship with Flick, as he was, you know, yeah. the assistant coach in 2014 World Cup winning side. So Cruz and all Cruz and uh, Hummels have a good relationship with uh, Hansi Flick, as right. you know, these players were also present in the 2014 winning side. Exactly. So I think uh, like that. when hanzi joins germany uh germany can win uh, the 2022 world cup in happy yeah yeah it they would be one of the like uh, the strongest side i just want to like ask the final question then we will just wrap it up uh, do you think tony cruz is now like finished because like he wasn't no very he, good. Like, he was uh, very good but on his uh, like last but season I, as well but like he's declining in my opinion like now the doubt is that yeah, he's he's right. right yeah i i think that if um goretzka was on on uh, full uh, new yeah. fitness goretzka yeah. would have started over him because like, goretzka was on, do you, on fire do you do you think that Who should be like benched for the next few games, and like Gundo should take his position. Kimmich, Kimmich, Kimmich would uh, play in the uh, C- CDM position, and right back would yeah, be right back. Yeah, because if uh, right back, I I think they have right backs too. But in right my opinion, uh, I think like the thing is that Germany don't have any class right backs, like not any class. Because you know after yeah, Lam left, they had a really huge hole, and Kimmich was. Supposed to be a successor of Lam in the right back position. However, uh, Kimmich is now a midfielder. So, in my opinion, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I it would be better if we could, you know, start Goretzka and Goldnigan in the double pivot and uh, right back for Kimmich because they like a right back to start Goretzka and uh, Kimmich in the uh, CDM position. Right. You know, they they are a good 
because Kimmich is class in right back and in CDM and just anywhere on the pitch. He has been played in a, a, a playmaker role also. He's class yeah. there also. I believe he can put him anywhere in class. Yeah, Kimmich has been back. absolutely class player, top player, top three in the last two years in my opinion. So, yeah, I yeah. think... Uh, and uh, Muller has also been shining you now. So, Muller yeah. like, didn't really like he, he has always been there like he has always been there and he's always been good that's the he's thing. a player and, like, right. who, yeah he's not very footballer but he's that kind of player during an attack just pops up out of nowhere and scores a goal he's just that kind of right. player you know right. and, and like in Bayern also he just, just comes out of nowhere and scores a goal Right, and the best thing about it is that when players do that, it's, we like label them as poacher or something like a uh, gold merchant or whatever. But Muller actually participates a lot uh, in the uh, the development of the play, and like he just finds a very unique position, and then he totally hurries to it, and then he scores the goal. Like he's a very very intelligent player in that manner. So, I think that wraps it up for the review of the first match week. We will be coming up with those uh, second and third matches, obviously, and the knockout stages. So, thank you for tuning in. Stay safe. Mia Mia matches glow. Enjoy the universe. Yeah. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.